When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. It is the Monday edition of the show, and you might be able to hear from my voice a sixth straight day in Las Vegas, which is a long time to be in Las Vegas, coming off of an epic, iconic Maybe most watched television event of all time, that is Super Bowl in Las Vegas, won by the Kansas City Chiefs, and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey can now ride off into the sunset. A very funny message from Trump in the morning of the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that. We will talk about Trump versus Nikki Haley. We'll talk about all of the attacks that are now being levied against Robert Herr for his special counsel related, um, uh, for his special counsel report that has in many ways kneecapped the entire Joe Biden presidential campaign to the extent that it is going to exist. By the way, Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio will join us at 1245 Eastern near the end of the first hour. He has got some uh, some announcements to make. But, Buck, uh, politics intertwined with the Super Bowl. I felt like this week quite a lot uh, coming into the game. And now as we react to the game, uh, of course, Joe Biden refusing to do the Super Bowl interview which I still believe may have been underplayed in terms of how significant that was given the report that we're going to see from the special counsel about maybe them not trusting what Joe Biden would or would not say. Um, But this is such a big event that even you watched. Was this the only football game that you watched this year? You know the answer to that question. Of course, of course it is. The only football game that I watched. So were you at a Super Bowl party? Were you by yourself in a, uh, in, in, in your place in Miami? What was your viewing, uh, the preferred method? So I managed, people were saying, oh, are you going to go watch the game? Cause I happen to be in Las Vegas, as you all saw. I was in Las Vegas because I gave a speech to the 
uh, wonderful Washington County, Utah uh, Republicans. Uh, so I was a fabulous crowd. Great crowd. We had so many people listening to the show who were there. Um, we, you know, it was total capacity. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, I even did a, uh, on the spot, uh, not a raffle. What do you call it? Auction. An auction. auction. And some guy said, if you, if you do the rest of the auction in, in a, in either a Trump or Fauci impression, he'll take the top bid. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, but I just, and then you be- came and hung out with me. Uh, at, at the win, just for people who were not here, describe what the scene was. You and Craig, who works on the show, describe what the Saturday night win, uh, hotel in Las Vegas scene was like. What did you feel like you had stepped into when you stepped into that hotel? Uh, it was the biggest Super Bowl party you could ever imagine. Uh, it was, there were I, I was uh, more than once shoved out of the way by some random celebrity's security detail. Uh, <laughs> yes. I also feel like not okay. You know, you're not the president. Like this isn't the Secret Service. You don't yeah. get to just shove people I because agree. you're like you can't just pay people to shove people in public places. This isn't their property. You can't just shove people around anyway. So um, I, I I let it go. I let it because they were kind of large. The people who were doing the shoving, but yes. Uh, yeah, but the um the scene there was was quite uh quite a situation. I did not last long. I went to bed. Clay stayed out till five o'clock in the morning. Uh I went to bed around midnight. <laughs> so this will surprise none of you. And then I flew home. My wife had an amazing spread ready. She threw a Super Bowl party. So we had uh friends and family over and a tremendous food and I sat there and ate too much and watched my beloved Kansas City Chiefs. As predicted on Twitter, by the way win the Super Bowl, and I was very, very happy. All my many years of supporting the Chiefs with all I've got, you know, my Chiefs jerseys at home, various iterations of it, very happy to see that my favorite football team ended up coming through as champions. So the way I would describe everything surrounding the Super Bowl in Las Vegas is – I never got to to experience what it would have been like to be in Vegas – for a big heavyweight fight, something like Mike Tyson back in the day, the 80s, the 90s, when that was absolutely iconic. I have never seen a uh, – I've been to 13, I think it is, or 12 different Super Bowl cities because I did sports talk radio. We would broadcast some radio row. Uh, I haven't – most of the time I, I do not stay for the game. I was there, Allegiant Stadium yesterday. My wife and, and, and I were there. was incredible. Uh, incredible venue, phenomenal game. Watching it in person was, was a lot of fun. I, I, I never take it for granted to get to, to get to experience, uh, things like that. But it was a festival on a level that I have never seen before in any other city. Um, and obviously people flocked here from all over, but Buck, I had to walk from uh, basically the length of Las Vegas Boulevard last night because it was super hard to get Ubers, as you can well imagine, right after the game. And I bet there were several hundred thousand people, Kansas City Chief and uh, and San Francisco 49er fans, who poured into this city that never went into the stadium at all uh, because it was packed. I mean, just absolutely packed. I mean, it would have been, I would imagine, very fun to watch a game in a sports book or a big sports bar uh, in Las Vegas as well. So I'm glad you got to experience it. It, it, it was unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, and so having said that, 
I, I did think it was interesting how much politics ended up involved in the game itself. I don't know if you saw that some people out there, and we never really did this on the show, and we didn't spend much time talking about it, but some people on the right out there said that this was a big psyop, that the Chiefs were going to win, that it was designed to bolster in some way Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and that when she endorsed, uh, that is Taylor Swift, endorsed Joe Biden, as she likely will do, I think, and as she did in 2020, that this would somehow elevate her. And then after the game, Joe Biden sent out a meme, just like we planned, basically, arguing that he had, in fact, rigged everything and throwing things into a bit of an uproar. But I did, uh, I, I did really like the ad that, that, uh, that RFK Jr. played. And I also, it circled back around to me again, Buck, how strange it was that Biden didn't sit for the interview. Cause I want to play this for you. He didn't sit for the interview, but he decided he was going to attack the size of the, uh, treats, the potato chips, the candy that you might have bought for your Super Bowl party. This was super weird. Listen to this Biden ad. Whoever is advising him, I want to get your reaction, Buck, if you didn't see this ad. Whoever is advising him, you don't do the Super Bowl ad, but then you put this out on Super Bowl morning. Listen. It's Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. Bag of chips is fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Okay, so, Clay, what they're doing here, and everyone should get ready for this, they're going to go back to, as much as they can, Biden the cuddly grandpa. Now, I know that we're, we have all this fixation and fascination on Joe Biden as somebody who has forgetfulness, senior moments, perhaps dementia, uh, this week. Now uh, that we can already get into a bit, uh, Trump testifying today, right? There's a lot going on, but or Trump at 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 his uh, what was it at the trial today, right? I'm trying to remember exactly what he's. It's uh, hard to even keep track of all that. This is my point. Like the number of Trump trials that are currently underway is such that I I really wonder how much they can impact things. But you're right. I just think this is awful advising that you would say we're not going to do the Super Bowl interview when. Over a hundred million people are going to end up watching. Again, this may, last night may well have been the most watched television program in American history. And you choose not to do that interview, but you choose to blame. This is like a Biden inflation, uh, uh to me characterizes how much that, that they're, uh, that they're flailing around on Biden economics and all that mess. But this is your message on Super Bowl Sunday. It doesn't feel like it resonates, connects, and it just feels tone deaf. Yeah, so by the way, I, uh, I want to make weird. sure that I got this right before I, Trump attends the Florida hearing in special counsel classified documents case. So that's the one that, um, cause honestly, I was like, wait, this is, 
it, it is hard as you're reading, as you're seeing the yes. headlines, to keep track of which criminal. And now, doesn't that tell you a lot? That in itself, that there yes. are so many criminal efforts against Donald Trump that even if you're following them, you're like, wait, wait a second, which one is this one? But yes, so Trump was at a, a hearing about the special counsel classified documents. So effectively, the Mar-a-Lago documents case. There's a hearing with, related to that. So we got a lot of news items that are going on um, right now. But just oh, oh, and one of my favorites. One of my favorites, Clay. I notice you didn't start the show with this. I'm not saying it's bigger news than the Super Bowl, but perhaps it is. Kamala Harris saying she's ready to lead. She's ready to step in for the quarterback in the big game, so to speak, if she is called upon. We will, we will Whatever certainly... team is losing, if she's stepping in, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be an easy pick, uh, for Oh, whichever... look at you with all, look at you with all the, uh, all the knowledge here. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I, I had my prize picks, you know, so we're going to get into some of that too. I, I had my, uh, my picks for over the weekend. Um, but yes, I will tell you this, uh, the, Biden's scheme here is going to be a return to cuddly grandpa because they think that that neutralizes some of the age attacks and that for some people who are not particularly attached in or, or tied into politics, paying attention to politics the way uh, all of you do and, you know, kissing babies and, uh, you know, grabbing people's hands and all that stuff. So that's the idea. Um. We'll talk about that some more. I also want to get your read a little bit later on the RFK Jr. Super Bowl ad, whether or not you think that was effective. Did you also see two other things that I'll flag that that I think are interesting? Remember the kid in the headdress story, the little kid, the nine-year-old? I love this story, um, and we'll return to it. I think we have some audio to play a little bit later in the show. If you're worried that we lose some of these battles and you think the country is going insane... The nine-year-old in the headdress that got labeled racist, um, he had his face painted as Kansas City Chiefs fan, uh, he ended up going to the Super Bowl. They had a GoFundMe for him, and they put him on the Jumbotron inside of the stadium, which was absolutely fantastic. I loved everything about that story. We'll, uh, we'll discuss that a bit more. But, Buck, you mentioned a lot of people out there putting in their picks for the Super Bowl. And I hope a lot of you won your Super Bowl party squares. Uh, I saw Megan Kelly, our friend, uh, put out a tweet that she had won. I know that a lot of you signed up for prize picks because I got some of your emails and some of your comments. And Buck, do you know what the, do you know what the result was of the four picks that I gave out? I'm looking uh, at it have, right, right okay. now because I have it on my so phone. So we won, we won two easily. I said Justin Watson over 17 and a half receiving yards. He surged over that. I said Travis Kelsey over 71 and a half yards. He crushed it. We only needed to win a third and we had it won. This is what you call in the business buck a bad beat. So I had Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. He had 13 rushing yards. Buck, he took a knee to put the game into overtime and lost one yard rushing. That cost us the win. I'm looking at this right now. Twelve twelve and a half yards and we how wow. Wow. He ended at twelve. They knocked him back a yard. If you were watching the game with three seconds left in regulation, he took a knee to put the game into overtime. 
when he took a knee, he went from 13 yards rushing, which was a win, back to 12 yards rushing, which was a loss. That was a brutal beat. That is how close we came to winning money. By the way, George Kittle was the other pick. He didn't show up. George Kittle had a disastrous game. Uh, so we were totally wrong wow, on that four one. But instead of 50.5 here, Clay. Yeah. Four yards. We got roughed up on that one. Roughing the, roughing that was the passer. That was a tough one indeed. But look, we had a blast. I, maybe you guys took the opposite from me. If you did, you lost as well. But we came out of the gates with a couple of wins. We narrowly lost here. And this is not going to go away. Uh, it's easy to play. You just pick more or less. Uh, soon, I know many of you out there are going to be filling out your NCAA tournament brackets. Buck, do you fill out a bracket? No, you've never done it. We had this conversation, right? Like you had never it. done I'm it. I'm going to do it this year, obviously, but I've never done it. I think Buck was the only person in America who has never filled, <laughs> filled out an NCAA tournament bracket. Uh, but prize picks will have tons of awesome offers for you, uh, as the NCAA tournament comes along. Basketball season, baseball season, pitchers and catchers. If you're, you're feeling you're ready for winter to be over, pitchers and catchers going to be reporting soon. You can download the prize pick app this basketball season as you get ready for baseball. Use my name, Clay, as the promo code, first deposit match. Up to $100. That is, you put in $100, they'll match $100 for you. Promo code CLAY. We're going to be doing more and more cool things with this as we move forward. That is prizepicks.com. Promo code CLAY. prizepicks.com slash CLAY. I can't believe that Neil cost us the W in the Super Bowl. Thanks for playing. We'll do more fun coming up. prizepicks.com slash CLAY. Stay on top of election news with 24 from Clay and Buck, a weekly podcast you can find on the free iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to a 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? 
HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another healthcare provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. Bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. Welcome back into Clay and Buck. We mentioned the second act of the uh, Mayorkas impeachment uh, effort, which is going to be underway this week. No surprise, Mayorkas does not agree with the assessment that he has done anything at all that has led to the worst border, I think quite clearly in the history of the country um and he rejects this he was on meet the press this is where right this is how it goes people know this already but just to uh, review the regime sends its uh spokespersons to go on regime media meet the press and uh the other whatever you know washington week and review whatever these things are i don't really watch them i just watch the clips of them most of the most of the time but so that they set the talking points for the week for the rest of regime media to parrot, right, to just go repeat what's been said on that Sunday. Mayorkas himself appeared on Meet the Press about the border crisis. This is cut 17. Listen to it. No doubt there is gridlock on Congress, but do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis? It certainly is a crisis, and, well, we don't bear responsibility for a broken system, and we're doing a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it. That is not true. Um, and I think that it's indicative uh, of what we're up against, that they're going to just pretend like this. This has to be remembered. They're going to pretend, Clay, as though they didn't come into office, and Mayorkas was part of this, and decide we're going to make decisions that will change the trajectory of the border, decisions that will undo what Trump did to make the border secure. 
They were bragging about it then because they came into office. They fooled enough people. Joe Biden's going to be a uniter. He's going to be a moderate, right? They got away with that big lie. And then they come into office. And what happens? Mayorkas is uh, a part of getting rid of her made in Mexico, expanding asylum, expanding all the different cheat codes, if you will, to skip the immigration line into the country, uh, trying to end deportations for 100 days. This was day one with Biden. And, Clay, right now it's just a propaganda fight for them to try to tell people in this country who are paying attention what you think you know you don't know. They're just lying to everybody. The Axios lead story this Monday, and I love reading. I get an email. I would encourage you guys to sign up for it. I think Axios does a good job of kind of letting you know what the agenda of the day is going to be, oftentimes for the Biden White House. Axios, I believe, Buck, was the first outlet that broke the news that the special counsel report was coming out soon. Uh, and that kind of gave you an indication of, hey, get yourself primed. They had a big story there Monday, and it, it's oftentimes Monday where they really set the agenda. This is what they want to talk about. This is the, the story of the week. Had a big story, uh, Buck. First couple of, uh, of, of weekly update was about how angry Biden had been getting at his staff over their failure to address the situation at the border. And I read that this morning as I was doing show prep and getting ready. And I thought to myself, hmm, this is interesting because what they're trying to do is just throw a lot of different stories and somewhat distorted facts at the American public to try to confuse them about what's going on at the border and to try to take the blame away from Biden. I even think, Buck, this is why I don't support the Mayorkas impeachment. If you impeach, by the way, I I don't think Mayorkas is doing a good job, but he's doing a bad job because of the president he serves. I don't like the idea of going after individual cabinet members when they suck at their job because they serve at the pleasure of the president of the United States. If Joe Biden wanted to give the American public, Mayorkas's head on a platter, he could demand that he resign. He could fire Mayorkas. And so this idea that Mayorkas should be impeached for what's going on at the border, if you believe that the border is a disaster, it's Joe Biden's fault. If you want to impeach somebody for the border being wide open, which I'm not opposed to at all, Impeach the guy who's actually in charge. Letting Mayorkas be the fall guy for the border, Buck, seems to me like a really great strategy for Biden. Fire Mayorkas in a few months. Say, you know what, he's done a crappy job. I'm going to put in somebody new. That politically doesn't feel like a bad strategy to me because it makes Mayorkas the fall guy. I'm concerned that Republicans are playing into the trap that Biden's not responsible himself, and that's what they're trying to sell. And doesn't that tie perfectly into what the Democrats just tried in the Senate, which was bring Republicans into the mess, say, oh, we're fixing it together, and then people get confused. They go, wait a second, so so this was a bipartisan thing, or this was the both sides did this? By giving – look, I I get it. People want accountability for Mayorkas. Mayorkas is just executing the will of the White House 
Biden and the advisors around him who actually run the country and pull the strings on the puppet. Getting rid of Mayorkas will do, at the border, in my view, nothing. And if anybody wants to debate that, lines are open, please. would love to hear how you think that's not the case. I can assure you, Joe Biden is not going to put somebody in that role. He's the president. He gets to pick the DHS director, I mean, you know, with uh, Senate approval, not going to put somebody in there who is suddenly going to say, you know what, everything Trump was doing was right. Let's do those things. It's just not going to happen. So it won't change the policies. And to your point, the politics of this are a little more complicated than just, oh, we got a guy. Yeah, but if you get a guy when it's really Biden's fault, I've thought this way all along. The, 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 the check on this, uh, the, the reset on this is take Biden away from power. Take the Democrats out of running the White House. That's how this changes. And by the way, I also think if Biden continues to argue that he needs Congress to act to solve the, the, the situation at the border, which is untrue, an easy response that I'm not hearing enough Republicans make is, if Congress has to act, why didn't Democrats act when they had complete control of Congress in 2021 and 2022? And the majority that Republicans have now in the House is tiny in 2023 and now that we move into 2024. But if you really have to have congressional action, you had complete control of the Senate and the House for all of 21 and 22, and you didn't do anything on the border. So why do you suddenly need Republicans to be involved to do something on the border now? It's a question I don't think there's an easy answer to. But again, don't mistake what's going on here. They're trying to blame shift, even inside of the own administration. That Axios story, Buck, it talked about how angry Biden was as staff for not being able to solve it. It's all designed to shift the blame from Biden. Remember, Buck, he's minus 35 on the border right now. Of all the issues, it's the one sinking him the most. Well, this also, you know, you got to be careful with the uh, the jujitsu, if you will, perhaps the Aikido for the Steven Seagal fans out there. Yes. Of going after uh, Biden as so incompetent that the advisors run everything. You'll notice there's a little bit baked into this narrative of what what you just said, Biden's upset at the team. Oh, maybe this isn't for you listening. This is for people that are on the fence, people that maybe it turns into Biden's learned some lessons here. Some of the holdovers from that Obama administration didn't get it done for him, but Joe wants to take care of America now and have a team in there who's going to get it done the right way. Platitudes, garbage, does it work? They might think it works. Remember, you'll know that they're getting desperate if suddenly they fire Mayorkas and they start to argue he just wasn't getting the job done. Joe knows how important the border is. Mayorkas is the fall guy. And I just wonder how much are Republicans shifting the blame from Biden to Mayorkas by trying to impeach the guy who doesn't even make decisions and serves at the will of the President of the United States. Mayorkas is not responsible for the border, ultimately. Biden is. Don't mistake who the target should be. I think we're getting a little bit, uh, a little bit distracted going after the wrong guy. Yeah. The buck stops with Biden. There you go. Don't forget Boom. that one. Liberty safe, my friend. I have my Liberty safe now. It is awesome. Uh, it, it was so nice. I'll tell you something. My Liberty safe just got delivered. 
and it was so nice. Originally, it was going to go, you know, where a lot of people keep their safe in the closet, but we actually kept it somewhere much more prominent in the house. I'm not going to say where exactly because, you know, it's a safe, um, but where it kind of fits in with our decor and with, with our general vibe and with the pieces that we have. Liberty Safe is uh, an amazing company. They've got so many different options, sizes, colors for you, and they protect your guns and your valuables from fire and theft while also protecting your privacy. They have put in place an industry-leading set of privacy protections. In just the last uh, past few months, they've advanced those privacy protections even further and are empowering you to control your privacy all the more. Electronic safe locks from most manufacturers have a code to allow access if you're locked out, right? You can understand, but Liberty Safe makes it easy to change or disable that code anytime. You know what that means? Nobody can get that code from Liberty Safe because if you don't want them to have it, they're not going to have it. And there you go. It'll be just you who has that code. Your safe is your business, and Liberty Safe will help you keep it that way. I've got mine now at home. These guys are best in class. The safe is honestly a really a piece of craftsmanship. It looks great in my home. We've already got our valuables in there. You can keep, uh, depending on whether you got firearms at home, you can keep firearms in there. It's a great safe company, all American, and really believes in your privacy. Go to LibertySafe.com for a customized Fortress Strong Liberty Safe with one-of-a-kind locking bars and best-in-class fire protection. And when you shop at LibertySafe.com, use that code RADIO for an extra 10% discount for supporting safes made in America by Americans. That's LibertySafe.com. Code radio for a 10% discount. You'll also get a free $60 value locking, $60 value locking pistol vault with your Liberty Safe purchase only for you. So libertysafe.com slash radio, libertysafe.com slash radio, or use code radio at libertysafe.com. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we are rolling into the third hour. I am in Las Vegas. Six days in Las Vegas is a long time to be in Las Vegas. If you do not live in Las Vegas, going to be excited to get back to Nashville tomorrow. Buck was here. Uh, to speak to a group, you had a fabulous turnout, great crowd, uh, and we ha- we posted a photo from inside of the wind post midnight on Saturday, turning into Sunday. It was hectic, it was festive, it was fantastic uh, out here for the big uh, Super Bowl festivities. But we went to break at the end of the last hour, talking about some of the stories that are being put out now by the Biden team, uh, particularly through Axios and Politico. And I think it's, I think it's important here, by the way, to let you see what's going on. In particular, uh, there was a story that came out over the weekend, Buck, from Politico that said Joe Biden is furious with, uh, Merrick Garland, his attorney general, for not protecting him enough and not protecting Hunter enough, and not bringing charges early enough against Trump. Now, this story kind of died into the weekend, but I did think it was interesting that, can you imagine, Buck, if there had been a story about Trump's attorney general, and Trump had said, 
this attorney general should have been trying to put my chief political adversary in prison. And because he hasn't done it fast enough, if I win re-election, he's going to get fired. Can you imagine what the reaction would have been from the democracy and crisis community? I mean, think about that. Yes, but I, I have to some some of uh, some of this I have to say reminds me a little bit of an interview that I did with Jeff Sessions and then with Donald Trump right afterwards. It was the first interview that Attorney General Sessions had done in many months. This was after the appointment of the special counsel. This is 2019, uh, and or maybe it was 2018. I can't remember now, but. I was sitting there with Trump in the Oval Office afterwards, after sitting down with Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, and Trump said, I don't have an Attorney General. So he was very unhappy with his Attorney General at that time. So I, I don't want anyone to say, oh, fuck, remember that? Because it's still on the Internet. You can find it. I was like, okay. Trump is not pleased with how that Attorney General is going. But to your point about why he's not pleased, right? Trump wasn't pleased because Jeff Sessions allowed the Russia collusion. Correct. You know, machinery to move forward instead of putting a halt to all that madness. Um, there are people who say that under regulation, Sessions had to recuse himself, and therefore it opened the door. Let's not relitigate all that right now. The point is, uh, Trump wasn't saying, why didn't my opponent get prosecuted by my attorney general? Which is just, I know that we've gotten used to a lot of crazy, Clay, but that is a whole level of political crazy beyond what the American people were used to before the Get Trump caucus was in full effect. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and uh, again, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy to think about the fact that that is in Politico, that is written, and most people pay zero attention to it. So that was going on. I mentioned last hour, Axios. Um, there are a couple of different stories out there about the border. This is the headline, by the way, uh, in the Axios open was how Biden botched the border. Okay. That was the open from Axios. Uh, and here are some of the details from that. So we had over the weekend Politico saying Merrick Garland is a failure and Joe Biden will not reappoint him if he wins election. Uh, some of the details in this Axios story. Biden exploded with rage at his team aboard Air Force One on the way to the border. Susan Rice, did you see this report, Buck? I'm surprised this hasn't gotten more headlines. I, I kinda, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of chuckled. She said that Youth and, uh, serve, was it Health and Human Services, I think, Secretary uh, Xavier Becerra, or however you pronounce his name. Javier, uh, yes. Javier. Uh, Susan Rice called him, quote, a bitch ass and an idiot. Uh, that Vice President Harris had no idea what she was doing, and a, listen to this, Buck, a former Biden administration official said Kamala Harris was, this is an amazing quote, at best, ineffective. That, I mean, that is a, uh, again, inside an administration, at best, how funny is that, though? At best, ineffective. I mean, if you ever say of anyone, how are they doing? Well, at best, they're ineffective. That is just, I don't know that I've, <laughs> I've ever seen that description. At best, comma, ineffective. Um, that, uh, that Mayorkas, and now this could be Mayorkas's people pushing back, 
saying that he disagreed with some of the Joe Biden uh, uh, decisions. Uh, that Homeland Security Advisor Liz Sherwood Randall had no idea what the difference was between refugees and asylum seekers. And the White House generally didn't want to talk about immigration or the border for much of the first three years because it would draw attention to a political vulnerability. Um and and here's the full here's the full quote by the way on Kamala Harris, a former Biden administration uh, senior official told Axios, she's been at best ineffective and at worst sporadically engaged and not seeing it was her responsibility. It's an opportunity for her, and she didn't fill the breach. Now that story is out, and I see. The Wall Street Journal report today, the exclusive interview. Why would they do an exclusive interview right now with Kamala Harris saying she's ready for the job? But to me, when I see that Wall Street Journal piece, I think this feels a little bit like Kamala Harris knifing Joe Biden in the back when he's at his weakest because it reinforces to me the story of Biden not being mentally competent. If you say, if, let's just think about it. If your boss people say, man, this guy stinks at his job. His brain's not working. His memory's not working well. And then you immediately raise your hand and say, I'm ready for the job. That's not supporting your boss. That's trying to elevate yourself at the expense of your boss and reinforcing that. So these Axios quotes against Kamala, Kamala coming back against Biden, the AG mess. Buck, when you put all this together, there's an awful lot of blame shifting going on in the Biden administration right now. You know, I feel like now I'm in the position of Biden lawyer or something over here. I'm like, look, I had a bad week. You know, it can happen to a campaign. Uh, the it whole thing. to anybody. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the, the best of the best. It's a tough job. Problems. You know, uh, but I'd say with, with the Kamala situation, I don't, I mean, she, look, she doesn't have a choice really, but to say, I'm ready, I'm ready for prime time. And you could argue, uh, first of all, cause she thinks she is. I bet she, I guarantee you, and we'll never really be able to check this out. So that's why I can be so certain, but I guarantee you that Kamala Harris thinks that she has been undermined by the Biden White House, that she has been undermined and uh, undervalued by the press during Biden's term, and she thinks she is more than capable. Kamala Harris thinks she is more than capable to do the role. Yes, she's delusional, but just put that aside for a second. Uh, She has to say that she's able to do this because that's, I think, part of why Biden believes he can still go forward because she is the fail-safe plan. And I, I would note, the vice president's the fail-safe for any presidency, so it really isn't undermining. There's a reason we have a vice president. We've come to think of vice presidents more as an adjunct, especially in the election year, to the ticket, right? Bring something new to the table. Really, I mean, we go back to John Adams all the way at the beginning of the American founding, right? And the truth is that a vice president is there in case of. That's the primary role, right? It's not to be a czar of something. It's not to be... You know, head bag man for Ukraine so that Hunter can get the money and what, what, you know, Joe was doing when he was vice president. It's supposed to be the in case of break the glass option. So Kamala is saying, now I sound like Kamala's lawyer, Clay, 
Gosh darn it. Kamala He's coming saying, after me for wanting to hang with my boy, uh, with my boy, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom and, and Fetterman all of a sudden. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to be having you over for dinner in the Lincoln. You're going to be staying in the Lincoln bedroom I soon I based like on I'm, this. I'm running, uh, comms for the Harris, the Harris team right now. I definitely would be better at it than whoever is doing it, by the way. There's no question on that. Um, but the, the Harris line here would be, of course, she has to say she's ready to go. And that's why you can be confident despite Joe's age. He's the man for this moment because we have the failsafe in place and Joe's got it done so far. And please do not clip this out of context because it makes it sound like <laughs> I'm doing sound bites here for Joe and All Kamala. Right. So think about this for a minute though, Buck. Let, let's take, take a step back. The Wall Street Journal exclusive for people out there who wonder about how the, the Wall Street Journal has probably asked for an exclusive for Kamala Harris for months, right? They don't do a lot of interviews. This is scheduled. We just had the Super Bowl. Okay, if your starting quarterback comes out and has his worst game ever, he throws five interceptions, he is a disaster. And then two days later, there is an exclusive interview with the backup quarterback, and the backup quarterback says, I'm ready for the top job. I look at that and say, wow. Because the timing of the statement, you're right in general. The vice president always has to say, I'm a heartbeat away. I'm ready to go out and play. The backup quarterback always has to say for the team, hey, I'm here holding the clipboard. But if QB1 goes down, if the star goes down, guess what? I'm prepared. I'm ready for that job. But when you say it, Right after the worst performance that the quarterback had, and in this context, Joe Biden is the quarterback, it's not just that you're saying it, it's when you're saying it. So if I'm in the Biden White House right now, because to me, what that does is echo the poor performance and make it a bigger story. right? If Kamala Harris does the interview with the Wall Street Journal in three months, and it's June, and they're getting ready for the convention, and she says, I'm ready. Okay, that's like typical boilerplate speech. But to do an exclusive, whenever you're losing, everybody points fingers. When yeah. Everybody wins, just like, hey, let's go out, let's get a beer, it's going great. When When you are failing, everybody decides somebody else is to blame. And right now, it's like everybody is pointing inside of the Biden administration at everyone else and trying to shift the blame to someone else. That's the read I got. Uh, well, that's going on, but is it to the benefit of Biden over the long term in this in this election cycle? That's the part of meaning that is that the smart strategic move because the diffusion of blame is part of the evasion of accountability. So no one's this is what this is what drove me mad when I worked in the federal government. Yeah. Oh, yeah, guys, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Whoever's responsible, well, there's like thousands of people responsible. Therefore, nobody is. You know, that's Correct. always the way that it goes. And that's in this the case, swamp in general, right? That's the challenge of moving any bureaucracy. Right. And so this is why, look, I I understand. I mean, our caller from the last hour wanting accountability for Mayorkas, there's a case to be made here that you just got to, someone's got to get punished. I understand that. I think that on the whole, the politics of this might actually be better for Biden than it is a win for the Republicans because the border is such a mess that you don't want to give them any out with, okay, well, we'll get somebody. You know, maybe they even put somebody in in an interim basis 
who seems a little more reasonable on the border and they say maybe they find somebody who's, you know, been a career guy and uh, there's a lot of ways they can play this and it, it's, uh, they are a dastardly bunch, these Democrats, as you have no doubt noticed. Uh, the team at My Pillow has extended their customer appreciation sale into this month so you can benefit from wide savings when you go to the website on dozens and dozens of their products. So like I've got the uh, my slippers, I've got the my pillows, I got the Giza Dream sheets, I've got the my towels here at home. I've even got the most adorable. I gotta send a photo for the website, uh, doggy bed for Ginger. Clay it was a little sad though. You know why? We had to get a bigger size because Ginger's all grown grown up now. She's yes. a big she's a big pooch, and so uh, we had to get her the larger size doggy bed from my pillow. But she loves it. She's sleeping on it every night. Fifty percent off the pillows, sheets, towels, and so much more at mypillow.com. One of the big sellers, something you should try, the brand new flannel sheets. Perfect for this time of year. 50% off. Even their mattress toppers are 50% off, starting at just $99.99. Ginger, like I said, got her new MyPillow dog bed. She loves it. Uh, although, actually, this was funny. My nephew over the weekend, um, he, he decided he liked the dog bed, so he was sitting in it. It was very cute, very fun. You're going to want to use our names, Clay and Buck, as your promo code to get these prices in the limited time free shipping Go online to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Remember, you can get up to 50% off these items. It's a great, great sale. MyPillow.com. Click on radio listener specials and use our name, Clay and Buck, as your promo code. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. 
Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, appreciate all of you hanging out with us. A um, couple of different stories that I want to hit. I want to also, I've got a positive for you, Buck. Sometimes people, I think it's important to point out wins, to point out things that are improving and getting better, because I know sometimes it can feel like a daily deluge of awfulness uh, in so many different respects, bad news, often gets the news over the uh, oh, uh over the good news uh but a couple of things that I want to hit here first um there has been a theory that Taylor Swift is uh dating Travis Kelsey and that that is going to benefit Joe Biden when Taylor Swift decides that she's going to endorse Joe Biden which feels inevitable like she endorsed Joe Biden in 2020. The White House is certainly not tamping down that expectation. Here was Corrine Jean-Pierre saying congrats to all of Taylor Swift's fans on her boyfriend winning the Super Bowl. Cut 31. Everyone got some rest after last night's Super Bowl. The president was able to catch some of the game. And on his behalf, I want to extend a big congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on their third Super Bowl win in just five seasons. And also congratulations to all the Swifties out there. The president looks forward to welcoming them back once again to the White House. Okay. So congratulations to the Swifties. You're... The boyfriend of your favorite singer won the Super Bowl, and so congratulations. Again, I would not be surprised, Buck, if Taylor Swift comes to visit the White House when the Kansas City Chiefs are honored. So do you buy into the, even if you don't care about pop culture, and even if you don't care about Taylor Swift at all, there could be some electoral implication of a Taylor Swift component of the Biden re-election effort, as in we may think it's preposterous or or I should say not preposterous, but, you know, seems silly at first glance. But do you think there's enough uh, star power that it moves the needle in any meaningful way? I mean, I'm very skeptical of that, but people keep saying it. Well, when the election might well come down to five or ten thousand people, Do I think crazily there are some people who might go vote that otherwise would not because they're obsessed with Taylor Swift and she's asked them to go vote for the person that she likes? Yeah, I do think there are probably some of those people out there, which is scary and sad. I mean, look, if I were advising Trump and he, and he put out 
a pretty funny statement, I thought, uh, about this in general. Did you see the statement from Trump on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Uh, I, I, I retweeted this, but I'll read it. If I were advising Trump and you told me, hey, Taylor Swift's going to make an endorsement, would you prefer that she endorse Trump over Biden? Yes. I mean, I'd rather get every endorsement that I could if I am a political candidate because I do think crazily, I don't know how many people there are, but I think if Taylor Swift endorses Joe Biden, there are people, primarily young, out there that would potentially go vote that otherwise would not. See, this is my, my thing is that I, I go into every election cycle with the idea in mind that the Democrat is going to have the establishment legacy media behind them, celebrity and Hollywood yeah. pop culture behind them. And to me, yeah, Taylor Swift is big in that realm, but I feel like it's already you know, the only change would be what you said, which is people who might not vote would vote. But anybody really already who is listening to celebrities for their political endorsement, they're already a Democrat. I mean, that's, you know, we, we, we don't Probably have. True. I do think some of them might sit out. And that's honestly, I think, the biggest issue for Joe Biden with young people is that some of them just aren't going to vote. Here's what Trump said, by the way. Uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. And I've got two funny, I, I think both of these are funny. Let me be clear. Uh, I signed and was responsible for the Music Modernization Act for Taylor Swift and all other musical artists. Joe Biden didn't do anything for Taylor and never will. There's no way she could endorse crooked Joe Biden, the worst and most corrupt president in the history of our country, and be disloyal to the man who made her so much money. Besides that, and this is where I think it's funny. Besides that, I like her boyfriend, Travis, even though he may be a liberal and probably can't stand me. That, I think, is very funny. Um, and, again, uh, I, I think that is Trump with a good sense of humor. He also, doubling down on that good sense of humor, Buck, said, The thing I like best about the DOJ report on Biden is that in 25 years, when I've lost my marbles... I can use mental incompetence and bad memory as an excuse to get out of trouble. Again, very funny, bringing forth this aspect, which ties in, Buck. Here's the other thing Corrine Jean-Pierre said. In addition to congratulating all the Swifties out there, she also said, Biden does more in one hour than almost all of you do in a day. Listen. A new ABC News Ipsos poll shows that 86% of Americans think Biden is too old to serve another term. That is a higher percentage than what we found in a previous poll in September. So clearly polling shows this is a persistent issue. What is the White House strategy to try and change that perception? I'll quote a little bit of uh, what the First Lady said, uh, I think incredibly well, just a couple days ago. Uh, President Biden does more in one hour than most people do in a day. His age with experience and expertise is an incredible asset, and he proves it every day. I, I will dispute this wholeheartedly. Now, he's powerful if if in the, the ability, the president has the ability to do a lot in an hour. That's true. He can order military strikes. He can sign executive orders. He could, Buck, if he so desired, actually shut down the border. I I would say this, public challenge that I think would be a lot of fun. One of us does everything that Joe Biden does for a day, right? Whatever his schedule is. Nap, sippy cup. Nap. I mean, first of all, this sounds like what I do on a day off, so sign yeah. me up. 
So the other one, he Biden has to do what we do. Okay, Biden does more in an hour than anybody else. Let's Freaky Friday this. You or me, whatever, we'll go follow Biden around for the day, see how much physical energy we have at the end of a Joe Biden day, and then Joe Biden can come do what we do and see how Joe Biden is capable of having the energy at the end of the day. Who do you think would be more tired at the end of the day? I mean, to be fair, we're 40 years younger than Joe Biden. Correct. But she said he does more in an hour than most people do in a day. I like again, the average person in America is around your and mine age. So I would just love to see that positive story here, Buck, as we go to as we get ready to go to break. You remember the kid that wore the headdress, the Kansas City Chiefs fan, Mm -hmm. and he painted his face and a site called Deadspin out there branded him racist. And this nine year old kid went super viral. He now is suing Deadspin, by the way, more power to him. But I saw this story and I thought it was fantastic. The, the, the GoFundMe community out there, basically, I'm not sure exactly the, the organization that raised the money. They raised the money to allow that kid to go to the Super Bowl. And he wore his headdress. He's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. He wore his headdress and painted his face. His dad did too. And they showed him on the Jumbotron inside of the stadium during the day overwhelmingly. Sometimes people get frustrated out there. And I understand. I understand why it's so sometimes draining. I really do think that we are winning the battles against these woke imbeciles that are coming after kids for painting their faces and wearing, uh, you know, Indian gear, Native American gear, whatever you want to call it to celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs. And you know what else is happening a lot, Buck? And I love it. Chiefs fans doing the tomahawk chop all during the game. And you might think these are crazy, like, little small things. But I think preserving an anti-cancel culture and even rewarding people who the left tries to cancel... The fact that overwhelming majorities of people said, no, this is unfair. This kid didn't do anything wrong. And then they raised money to send he and his dad to the Super Bowl to cheer for the Chiefs. And then for that kid, the Chiefs won. For all of you out there that have a nine-year-old or can remember being nine, that kid will remember his Super Bowl trip at the age of nine better than he will a lot of things that happened to him in his 30s and 40s and 50s. Something bad happened to him, but the nation responded in a positive way and helped to rectify that wrong. I just think it's such a positive story, the way this thing ended up playing out. What what kind of sociopath writes an attack article about a 10-year-old kid? You know, you you really got to take a step back from him. Who, there, there is nothing... There's no political issue or something that would get me to say, I'm going after this 10-year-old. And if you have kids or you have grandkids, you get that on a level, certainly. I just love the way America responded to that, and I like that that kid's story, and to say nothing of the fact that he's probably going to get paid yeah, the a good lot guy, of money. The good guys won, and we good should always celebrate won. that. Yes, That's right. The good guys won. And when we get a win like this, I think it's emblematic of how out of touch the left in this country has become. Uh, Biden says he does more in an hour than anybody out there. 
Well, I don't believe it. I don't think Buck believes it. I bet most of you don't believe it. Uh, in fact, I'd like for Biden to be able to be a little bit more uh, filled with vigor, with vitality, with some energy. And you know where you can get it? From chalk. I might even need some chalk after being in Vegas for the past six days. i got to hop a flight when we finish the show today. I cannot wait to get back home. But if you're feeling here as we come into kind of what I would say are the dog days of winter, mid to late February, football's over, maybe those early New Year's resolutions of how much you were going to work out and how much better you're going to eat, maybe a broke goes a little bit with the Super Bowl party uh, taking place over uh, over the weekend. Maybe you ate a little bit too much. Maybe you wanted to take a nap right now as you listen to us. Maybe Chad Mode and Chalk would make a difference for you. Buck, you know. You pop I'm taking some of that some Chad, Chad Mode, mode. After, after the show today because I got a whole bunch of writing to do. And I'm a little – just staying out with Clay in preparation for his partying was exhausting for me. <laughs> and he stayed out five hours later than I did. I did. I stayed out back-to-back nights with the wife out of here. We went out until after 4 a.m., back-to-back nights. Uh That is a lot. And – Maybe I need a little bit of extra Chad mode and some chalk as well. If you need some more Vim, Vigor, Vitality in your life, if you want to have the energy they claim Biden has when we know he doesn't, how about going to chalk.com right now? C-H-O-Q.com. they got a great February sell. You can get hooked up in a monster way with our friend Seton's business. If you haven't checked this out, again, maybe you're dragging a little bit after that Super Bowl party. CHOQ.com is the website. CHOQ.com. Chalk. Check it out today. Use my name, Clay, for the February big-time benefit. That's Chalk.com. My name, Clay. Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang. A weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media. Media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.